for landlords by landlords. The Rent Perfect Podcast with David Pickrock. Number five, numero cinco, wrapping this series up. Crazy stuff to talk about today. I'm surprised we're still allowed on air and the law enforcement <laughs> officials haven't come and shut us down because I know they certainly don't like what we're talking about. Um, anyways, fifth principle, Denny, eviction prevention, diversion, and relief is the title. That sounds really good to me because I want to prevent evictions too. It's something government should be highly interested in too. That should be something we should be preventing evictions. We should be. Isn't that their job? Pay the rent. Oh. And we will prevent an eviction. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't add that part. Okay. Let's just read the first paragraph. Now, this today, so Denny and I, we're getting a little chippy here. We're reading this stuff, and it just is blowing our mind away how this will be implemented. We can, we're only waiting to see these future details because by this itself, some of this stuff is, is out there. We have ways to make this work. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Renters should be able to access resources that help them avoid evictions. Ensure the legal process during an eviction proceeding is fair and avoid future housing instability. Do they not have that today? Well, by them implementing this, there will be no housing instability because that's their goal. No more housing instability. Okay. Sounds utopia to me. I mean, I'm all in and let's get this thing done because this will solve everything. To prevent evictions, renters should have access to just or good cause eviction protections that require a justified cause to evict a tenant. Because they've never had that. So are you smacking all of the judges around oh, the nation? Yeah. Right? Saying, They're immoral. Yeah, that you have not done a good job. Well, they haven't done any of it. I mean, they, there is nothing that's good. Yeah. Because they said they need to have good. Well, if they need to have it, they don't have it now, right? Right. And so you're smacking every judicial judge out there saying... You haven't given them a fair shake. The process is bad. It's not right. You shouldn't be able to do this. Okay. Renters should be able to avoid an eviction filing Mm. through alternatives to the eviction system. Okay, so let me ask you. I want to avoid an eviction and have an alternative because I didn't or couldn't. Sometimes people just can't pay their rent. That happens. Right. Or couldn't pay their rent, whatever. But now I want to avoid an eviction with alternative what? Alternatives to the eviction system. Right. So I need somebody to pay my rent. How, what, what does that mean? How does that, what is that? I need alternatives to paying my groceries when I leave the, the grocery store. I can't, I don't have money right now, but I need alternatives. Right. You know, we, we sound callous talking like this. Right. It's only because it doesn't make any sense. Right. I mean, Everybody wants good housing for everybody. Everybody wants people to you know, buy gro- be able to buy the groceries they need. But when you say things that are so silly and right. don't make sense, what, because are you going to say we want to force the landlords to be able to do this, that the landlords won't do evictions? Is that what this is about? What is this? Yeah, exactly. You might as well call it like it is. We want the landlord to waive the money and let them live there for free. Something. Uh, that's, that's what's the, the, al- only what's alternative? the alternative? It's the only alternative I could see that they don't have now. 
They have alternatives now, family, friends, churches, nonprofits. They can go find help with their housing. They, they may have be able that to. Now. Okay? It's not good. None of it's good. And and it's like they're trying to th- it's like they're saying that landlords like evictions. Landlords do not like evictions. We don't want anything to do with evictions. We would love things to go smooth, pay the rent, good tenants, good landlord, taking care of the property, no eviction. Well, this is what keeps a lot of people from becoming a landlord, the fear of an eviction. That's how much we do not like these Mm -hmm. at all, right? If we had resources that we could give to our tenants to help them pay the rent, we would do that. But, you know, most landlords in this country are small mom and pops. They own one, two, three, four. They're, They're not rich. They're trying to make, get a little bit of extra money, have a sidekick on the side, but most of them have mortgages and aren't making a ton of money off their rental. That's the truth. They're cash flowing two, three, four hundred dollars $400 a month at most on most of these long-term rentals. These guys are writing these bills as if they're all millionaires. They own 200-unit apartment communities. You know, we do not want evictions either. Okay. Um, Renters should be able to avoid an eviction through alternatives to the eviction system, such as eviction diversion. Do you know what that is? Well, Have you ever heard of eviction diversion? I know what a diversion is, but, you know, that comes out of my background as a criminal lawyer. Okay. And a diversion is, hey, look, okay, we've got the goods on you. You committed this crime. But you know what? It's not a super serious crime. It's just an assault, you know, on your wife. It's a DV. <laughs> Right. It's domestic violence. Right. But, you know, because it's important that you stay with your wife, your family, or whatever, because, you know, this is, you know, something that we can handle outside and not put you in jail, we're going to give you a diversion. Okay. And if you will do this, like uh, go to class, okay, we'll make sure that you don't have a conviction. So if they're using the word diversion here as in... We're going to have you do something else if you do certain things. I don't know what that means, but if it means, uh, for instance, you can't pay your rent, we'll give you a diversion if you cut the grass. I, I don't know what that what it means, but right. what's a diversion right. in this context? Another job. I, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't even know what an eviction diversion is. But once again, we will wait for further enlightenment yes. about what eviction diversion is. And grievance procedures that prevent formal legal proceedings through negotiation, mediation, or arbitration. Well, they already said uh, they don't want mandatory arbitration, right? I think that was like the second sentence in one of the the, the principles yeah. of, yeah, you can't no arbitration. have arbitration. Now we're saying uh, we need to go to Need to go to arbitration. Yeah, that's uh, kind and, of interesting. And in that episode, I think it was episode two or the second principle we were talking about, we would never want arbitration right. as landlords. They were like, you shouldn't have arbitration. And now they're saying, oh, tenants have the right to arbitration. I don't know how that gets through. Maybe if, maybe one department wrote one principle and another <laughs> agency wrote another principle and they just didn't talk on all this. I don't know, but it seems to contradict each other. Well, that would be a diversion because if you go to arbitration, you're going to be there another 30 to 120 days, okay. maybe 180. So uh, one of the things is negotiation they mention. Okay, okay, let's let's do it. Let's negotiate it, Mr. Pickering. Uh, I got fired um, this last week because um, I wouldn't take the vaccine, and they said I 
if I didn't take the vaccine, I couldn't, I couldn't work there. And I was kind of scared of the vaccine, so I didn't take it, so they fired me. And I'm looking for a new job, but I'm not going to be able to make my, my rent coming up here. I'd like to negotiate something with you. Um, you think I could just pay it when I get a new job? Uh, maybe. Okay. Let um, me think about it. I'm kind of presenting this with me, and I just don't know my answers yet. But I, now that I know your situation, let me go back, think about it, and then maybe present an opportunity that you can. Or I might let you know I, I need the unit back because I will need to rent to somebody who. But I'm not sure yet. But let me go back and, and think about it, and then we'll, we'll come up with something yeah. that works for I us. I appreciate that. Let me let me give you a different scenario. Uh, <clears throat> Ms. Pickering, I, I just thought I'd tell you now because you're going to hear from – probably police, but, uh, I, I, I got, uh, I got charged with child molestation, um, at the park across the street. And, uh, <laughs> I, I know when you hear about it, you're probably going to want to evict me. I'd like to do like a diversion. Um, and, uh, you know, An maybe negotiation. Go, <laughs> like to go through like some classes. I could go through some classes so that I'll never do anything like that again. Can we negotiate that out? Yeah, I'm sorry, but that puts other people at uh, at risk. But you're not property. negotiating with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for, uh, and, and that's true. I mean, um, we have the right to negotiate as landlords if we want. And we have the right not to negotiate. So you're telling us that we have to negotiate. At, we have, we both have the same right. And you know, a lot yeah. of times they say, "Well, you know, you entered into this lease, and we didn't get to negotiate any of this lease." You also had a right to walk away. You don't want to sign a lease. Right. Say goodbye. And go somewhere else. Right. The more negotiation to me, the more communication, the more statements are made, the more discrimination could be had, the more problems a landlord's going to get into, the more they talk. Why would I want to talk and go through more of this stuff when it's just going to get me in trouble? Well, you know, in my book, um, I, I talk about the negotiation happens now. At the lease stage, we're negotiating how this lease is going to work, how much it's going to cost, what area of the unit you have, if it's multifamily, single family. Um, we're negotiating, okay, what happens if? Right. And I've got a lot of ifs in there. Um, if you violate these rules, what will happen? If you violate the crime-free right. rules, what will happen? So we've already negotiated, and I'm not, I'm not going to renegotiate based on something later down the, the road. That's just how I look at it. Well, aren't you actually discriminating if you negotiate with one person, but then you don't negotiate with the other on the lease? I mean, you both sign the same lease, and you say, oh, I'll let you get away with that on the lease, but I'm not going to let you get away with on the lease. Doesn't negotiations of a lease actually put yourself in a bad situation of discriminating? It could. It, it could do that, especially if, uh, you know, one color, one race, one yeah. ethnicity – and it has the, you know, you didn't actually negotiate, you know, discriminate, but it looks like it. Well, looking right. like it's enough to get in trouble. Right. So you because be we're not treating careful. everybody the same. Yeah. And right? in reality, we don't treat everybody the same because everybody's fact pattern is a little different. But you got to really watch out for that. You got to try. But to we treat do our the same. best. We do our yes. best to treat everybody the same on the big stuff or yes. whatever. But I agree with you. We could never treat everybody exactly the same. We wouldn't be human beings at that point. Right. We'd be computers and robots and whatever. So, I know what you're saying. But we certainly try. And I can tell you, if I negotiate with one tenant, and I don't negotiate with the other. I am probably treating them differently. It'd be different. Yeah. So. 
Okay. Um, they want opportunities to meaningfully participate in a pre-eviction diversion program. We talked about that a little bit. Um, I yeah, just saying I'm, it again, so it's I important just, to him. Yeah, I mean, you've now said this twice. I'm in this industry. I talk to many, many people, and I'm going to talk to some more people. But I, if you're out there listening to this in the comments, tell me what you think a pre-eviction diversion program is. I'd love to hear. Well, if we put your it in thoughts. the if we put it in the criminal context, you know, when you have a criminal case, you have an arraignment where mm-hmm. basically the arraignment is, hey, here's the charge. I'm going to let you out, you know, based on a bond or not a bond or, or, uh, and then the next stage is you have a pre-trial conference. So you go in for a conference and basically the prosecutor says, here's the deal. I'll make you. That's it. Okay. And you go, I'll take this deal or I won't take this deal. Okay. So you either go to trial or you take the deal. We kind of have that now, but it's not formal. For instance, when I go in an eviction, I'll take the tenant aside and I'll go just talk to him as a human being. I'll go, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm sorry that you had to be here. Right. You know, I really, I realize these things happen and everybody has different things that happen in their life. Let's see what's happened and, and see what we can do. Let me know what it is. And so we'll talk about it. And, uh, you know, if it's just rent, not a lot we can do. Um, they may be there in an immediate termination notice, say, because, uh, there's an allegation that their dog attacked somebody. Okay. But maybe maybe it didn't attack somebody. Maybe it was somebody, you know, something else. So we get those facts, and we try to work through them. And if we can work it out, we might get a cut a deal. I'll go talk to the landlord, and I'll say, okay, here's what they're saying's happened. Here's what your witnesses are saying happened. And it's kind of like a criminal negotiation, mm-hmm. but it's for landlord stuff. Mm-hmm. And we may go ahead and move. It's almost like a mediation arbitration. I mean, right? I mean, it's yeah. almost like... You are representing the communities, uh, apartment communities, trying to negotiate. That's what we do. This thing. And, and, and I may be, it, it may be it their happens. attorney. Yeah. It happens every, every day. You know, a lot of people don't show up, you know, for court. Right. Right. But those who do, we, we as attorneys take great uh, strides to try to understand what's happening. Because we've got to go before a judge. Right. And, and I don't want to go before the judge if there's something that's going to come out that, that's... I don't know about, and my my landlord misunderstood something, or my landlord's an idiot. So when you go through the formal legal process, and the tenant says, hey, I shouldn't be evicted, and they say, why not? They're like, because they've never negotiated with me. They've never mediated anything. We didn't go through an arbitration program, and they didn't offer me a diversion program. And that's what I'm here for. What What will the judge say at that point? Well, at this point, the judge would say, Okay, what do you want me to do about it? Um, are you are you going to plead not guilt? You know, not right. responsible. If you're not responsible, let's have right. a trial. Right. But but depending on what they put into this, who knows what it's going to be? What's coming down the down yeah. the pike? Okay, if an eviction is filed, tenant should be given a thirty days notice of an eviction action and the right to counsel during an eviction proceeding. A right to counsel. So it is criminal. Have, do you not have the right to counsel though? Right now. You have the right to get your own counsel, right. but you don't have to say to the tenant uh, when you give the you know, eviction notice, you have a right to remain silent. Anything you say <laughs> can and will be used against you in a court of law. The Miranda. You have a right to counsel. If you cannot afford one, right. one will be appointed for you. Right. 
how far are they going to go with this? You, you have to advise them. Of, uh, right. Is it a right to counsel? What are they saying? Yeah, and the right to counsel during eviction proceeding. So that means like a public defender? That's what they're saying, but right now you don't have a right to a public defender. You have a right to bring your own counsel. Right. But I don't. I hope they're not going down that road. That's bizarre. Yeah. Well, right now they've gotten this 30-day notice of an eviction through the CARES Act federally. Right. Okay. So they've already jumped into the eviction world federally and kind of overwritten the state's landlord-tenant laws. We'll see if that holds. They're showing us right here, or that at least they're telling us, they want to keep that. You know, when the pandemic ends, I think May 11th of 2023, whatever that date is, the CARES Act, which has these emergency provisions in it about the, the pandemic, some of it goes away and some of it doesn't. What doesn't go away is this 30-day notice, I'm being told. So that'll be interesting yeah. to see what well, happens. Well, you there. see what happened with the pandemic, and they put into these, you know, they put executive orders in place, mm-hmm. and they just took over. The private sector, just like that. Yes. No authority. Just take it over because of some emergency that they claimed. Yeah. All right. Let's go one more here. Eviction case filing should be immediately sealed, including in cases of non-payment of rent, thereby reducing the chance for people to be locked out of future opportunity. I love the word locked out of future. <laughs> That's like a play on words, to be locked out of future housing opportunities without a chance to defend themselves. Uh, so like they didn't defend themselves in the underlying court case, right? Right, exactly. How many yeah. times do you have to defend yourself throughout your yeah, life? Yeah, I went right? to the eviction and uh, I lost. Right. But I need it sealed because I wouldn't get an opportunity to defend myself Otherwise. <laughs> so now we're going to be the judge and jury, and our applicants are going to be defending their past evictions that have already been through the case. It's what they don't understand is that, you know, a number of years ago when they took, they didn't allow landlords to put the Social Security number mm-hmm. <laughs> anymore mm-hmm. as a In plaintiff. The court file, yep. That changed things quite a bit then. And now, you know, it's kind of hard because um, it's hard to find evictions other than the past address of the person, you know, that's the defendant because you don't have socials, you don't have birth dates. Yeah, and you make a great point there. Um, here at Rent Perfect, we, we, we always have said the hardest record to find is an eviction record. It's a civil record. There's no other parameters in there. If you can't match it up with the property address, which a lot of courts take out of the file, you don't have a social security number and you don't have a date of birth in those files, you're now just doing a name search. So if I were to search Jim Smith and I put the wrong eviction history down on the wrong person, I didn't have another parameter, you know, eviction records are already scarce. The, evic- the credit bureaus all took judgments and liens off the bureau three, four years ago. So you're not, you don't have a huge eviction database out there that's, that's solid right now. So I will tell you right now, you're not getting a lot of the eviction records Already, But it is interesting how the government wants to protect people from their actions. Why? Yeah. Why is that? Why would the government want that? Yeah. Because don't of the housing, protect sur- us. the housing shortage. Right. But don't want to protect us. <coughs> right. You know. Hey, look, landlords, they can suffer the consequences of bad tenants. But bad tenants should not have to suffer the consequences of themselves. Yeah. I just love how they use that. Locked out 
of future housing. They've been locked out. They got locked out of their past house, and now they're getting locked out of their future homes. I mean, there there is something to say there. You know, if if they have an eviction and and nobody wants them because of their eviction, where are they going to live? I mean, that just from a practical standpoint, they got to live somewhere. You know, yeah. how do you deal with that as a society? Well, let's wrap this up. But in the end, they start uh, throwing about how much money they're going to throw at these agencies. So you put your money where your mouth is. Uh, HUD will award $20 million for eviction protection grant program. Okay. Um, in 2023, which will fund nonprofits and government entities to provide legal assistance to low-income tenants at risk or subject to eviction. So, $20 million nationwide is going to be nothing. <laughs> <just> nothing. <laughs> but that goes to they have the right to legal counsel, and I bet you that's what that is going to be. You know, $20 million to legal counsel nationwide? Uh, yeah, I, that's, not e- that's not even... <laughs> That's, that's silly. Denny, I'm tired of reading a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter. Um, today, this stuff doesn't matter. It's coming, guys, but it, it's not like we're just seeing this. We've seen this coming at us for the last 10 years. And, and, and just by admission of this, they're saying everything they've thrown at us hasn't worked. This is not going to work either. So... Some of the stuff we laugh about and we wonder how they're going to do it and we panic every time there's a new law out there, but it has to make sense and this doesn't make sense. I would agree. I want more affordable housing. I want fair leases. I want education. You can have the right to organize. I don't care. I don't want evictions. This, is, this sounds good for me, okay? But what they're doing to get there is really going to mess up what we have now. And we're going to deal with it, and we're going to get through it, and we're going to continue to make money. Because what these guys don't understand is they need us. The government needs landlords. If there are no landlords, there is no housing because they don't own any kind of government housing out there. Okay, They have vouchers. They pay with vouchers to private entities. They got out of the out of the housing districts of the 1970s and 80s that you see in the movies because they didn't know what they're doing. So stand up. No worries. We'll get through it. And as things come through that we think are important to you, we will share them um, through podcasts or, or, or articles or however we do. Denny, thanks for joining us in this series of five. Good to be here. It's been a little bit interesting, and uh, we appreciate you. Go back and watch uh, the one through four. If you haven't yet, it's... Uh, it's, uh, it tells you a whole lot about where our government is going. We appreciate you being here. Love to hear your comments. And until next time, continue to rent. Perfect.